Welcome, Internet, to the Pixel Play Podcast, your mom's favorite gaming podcast on the Internet. This week, we're here to talk about everything related to the Game Awards. I am one of your co-hosts, Kalen, a.k.a. Catastrophe, joined, as always, by my co-host, Adam, at CS Radical, and Chris, coming back from vacation, looking far more married than he did when he left, uh, Chris at Jin and Chris. If you like that and you want to see more, you can find more of our podcasts wherever you get your podcasts, searching for Pixel Play Podcast. We are also on YouTube, if you want to look for us there, once again, Pixel Play Podcast. You can see our lovely faces in all the episodes that we've done. If you haven't yet, hit subscribe, like the bell. It all helps out the algorithm gods that we don't understand. With that being said, guys, how, how's everybody doing? What have you guys been playing? How's married life, Chris? It's, I mean, the same. Minus this very heavy burden on my hand. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> and also, I'll just admit, I was not prepared for that mom's favorite podcast comment, Kaylin. That nearly broke me. <laughs> I almost would have asked you to redo that intro because that, that nearly broke me. Um, she just thinks yeah. we're such we're such cute, like wholesome gentlemen. And we are. We we're really so sweet. are. Like she's the one that's gonna pinch us and be like, "Those boys are so nice. You should spend more time with them." Except me. <laughs> I shouldn't be here. <laughs> no man, you're the cutest one. Come yeah. on, yeah. come on. That's, <laughs> that's that. only look because at, I'm cleanly shaven. Look at that face. Yeah, we've just got like a progression of like <laughs> facial hairs. Yeah, yeah. Put me in the middle. Adam over here. Kaylin, you go. In yeah, the we really we really should be setting it so that like I'm. A- <laughs> Oh, on this side, or the other way, I guess. It doesn't really matter, but... It's a yeah. scale of weeb to Kratos in beards. <laughs> Boy. Um, so, have you had a chance? I guess you've not been playing much, or have you been playing anything late night? What did you play on the plane? Actually, I beat a game because of the plane. Um, I took my Switch, uh, and I, d- I played nothing while I was there. I also was so upset, because every time I go on vacation, I love reading a book. And last time I went on vacation, I read Jurassic Park for the first time. And like that book just like blew me away. So I had the Lost World ready to go in my uh, bag and everything. I didn't even get a chance to open it because it's, you know, everybody, you know, that, you know, a bunch of people, you know, are there and and you're supposed to. It feels like you're hosting them, even though you're all at like an all inclusive and stuff. So I didn't have a lot of time. But on the plane on the way there, I played a bit of a game and then I played it on the way back and then I beat it, which like completely shocked me. Um, and it was Disney Illusion Island, I think. Oh yeah, because that was that nominated out... for a uh, best family game. Yeah, yeah. So uh, is that, that like that? Like, is that like that um, Animal Crossing meets Disney or kind of game? No, that's Dreamlight Valley. That's okay. like a yeah. That one I tried. I couldn't get into that. I, I don't need another big Animal Crossing style game in my life. Um, no, this one is, uh, it's actually made by D La La Studios. Um, they're the ones that did the Battletoads uh, game that came out like three years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of rebooting some stuff. It's a four player Metroidvania, but very family friendly in the sense that you don't actually attack anything. You keep getting new powers much like a Metroidvania, but it's all about exploration. And even the bosses are actually more of a puzzle where it's like move around the screen, press these five switches, and then it hurts the main boss kind of idea. You never actually attack anybody. Um, the game is actually delightful. It it was a fun, simple, like I'm a Disney fan. I'm wearing a freaking Mickey shirt right now, as you can see. Um, and... It's it's actually a fun game. I only played single player. I kind of wish I had played four player um, just because it's kind of designed for that, I think. And I have to imagine it would have gotten even easier because I beat this game in, I think, five hours total. 
um, and had it all done. My only gripe with it is they give you fast travel at the very end of the game. Like it's a Metroidvania and you're going all over this map and it's like, all right, you got to get to the top left. All right, next objective is like bottom right. Huge map. It doesn't take too long. It just feels long because the map looks so big. Um, I just wish that they gave that fast travel earlier and that would have made the game like something I actually would have explored to maybe 100% or, or something. But very simple game. Uh, it's got uh, a lot of um, throwbacks, I would say, to like the older Sega Genesis and Super yeah, Nintendo it era. Yeah, definitely massive Earthworm Jim yeah. feel to it. Yes, yes. It's, they definitely went with nostalgia factor. They even throw in jokes from previous games um, where they'll mention like, uh, what was the Castle of Illusion? There was that one mm -hmm. for Mickey Mouse. And they even mentioned kind of a DuckTales reference to Donald, kind of like when your uncle did this, he was much better at it, like kind of thing where they're <laughs> kind of teasing him. Um, and it's also based on the Mickey Mouse cartoons that are, they're not for adults or anything by any means, but you know how Mickey Mouse is usually very child friendly. They have a cartoon that I would say is around for the same age group as say SpongeBob, where a lot of the adults actually do ring with adults a lot. Um, it's like a slightly more adult cartoon. Uh, that's pretty popular on Disney, and they went with that for this. So they actually throw out a lot of funny jokes that I don't think kids would get, um, but are are funny regardless. Still very safe jokes, but definitely ones that you kind of have to like read into the satire and stuff that they're throwing around and the the hidden meanings behind what they're what they're saying and doing. Um, but yeah, it's just a very simple game. It was just something I was like, all right, I need something short so I might beat something on the plane, and I saw it was in the game awards and i'm like all right this fits i've had this for a while i actually got it to play with my niece and nephew and my now wife and not a single one of them has touched it and i got sick of waiting so i beat it by myself <laughs> too many to have a captive audience on the plane you could have been like hey are you busy no great grab a grab a controller yeah yeah well there was a few of us that brought our switches uh so we could all play on the plane together however my one friend forgot to update his game before he came so when we loaded up mario kart he needed an update to play online or play multiplayer so we couldn't do that and then the other people were 30 rows behind us on the plane so it was near impossible to actually connect with them too so it was a big fail big mm. epic fail in the switch department but i mean it led to me actually beating a game which i wasn't expecting to do during that week so yeah. nice what about you, Adam? What have you been up to this week? Uh, apart from trying to regain my voice from four straight fucking hours of talking on stream during the Game Awards, good goddamn lord, I'm never doing that again. Uh, I I need to tell you about just how I've I've royally just ruined everything for you. So obviously uh -oh. I, I've been skipping Cyberpunk, right? Oh my god. So I finished Persona 5 Tactica, which is my current skip. Very much like the Yakuza game that I reviewed not too long ago. Very decent in the start, and then the second half got really emotionally invested. I nearly fucking cried at the end on this game, too, and it was a lot of fun. I would strongly suggest anybody who loves tactics games to get into that. It's definitely, like, it's, unless you're playing on the really hard difficulties, it's not nearly as challenging as, say, like, an XCOM would be, but it's enough that, like, I was even playing around the easier difficulties just to get through it without having to worry too, too much, but even the side quests that will give you extra XP or extra bonuses and stuff, they're almost like puzzles because it's, oh, you got to make sure you kill all these enemies in one turn. It's, it's more, it's less like finishing like an entire mission so much as it's a, hey, 
try to figure out how to actually use all your abilities to do this all in one fell swoop, which if you're playing on the harder difficulties are must plays for you because it's the only way you're going to learn how to you literally break the game apart. Now on easy mode, I can just do whatever the hell I want. It's fine. But those puzzles, man, like there were a couple I had to Google because they are fucking precise what you need to do. So it, it was interesting. So I finished it and you think, okay, you can probably play Cyberpunk now. Nope. Play the Super Mario RPG remake on Switch and completely finished that. Love that. I did do exactly what I said I was going to do, Chris. I played with basically the original OST on mo most of the game. I would always like flip back to see what the new songs sound like. But almost immediately, I just take it back. Because like I said, I don't know what it is about the orchestration, but they don't carry the same lighthearted vibe that the original Super Nintendo audio chip does. It just feels off. And also, um, yeah. why are there cutscenes with dialogue without voices? It's really weird. So like, you'll have cutscenes where it's clearly like Bowser or Mallow saying something, but it's just text on the screen as they're opening their mouths. And you're like is there a bug in this game? And you realize, nope, they just didn't put audio dialogue in there. They'd even do like noises. Like you think like how Animal Crossing or any other Nintendo game has just like bullshit language. They don't even yep. do that. Like the toads have noises they make when they talk. Why doesn't everybody else? They all just fucking mimes? What's going on? I have yeah, a theory figured... about that. Oh, go My ahead. theory is that there was no voice for Mallow or Gino and no one knows what they sound like. And if they chose a voice for them, you know, 70% of the internet would just be like, that's the wrong voice. That's not how I pictured it. Now, I think doing sounds like Animal Crossing or something would have been better. I think having some sort of sound there, but getting an Even actual just straight voice. Like just some, yeah. some sort of like, because it wasn't like, I don't, I'm not saying it was bad. It was just odd to see a cutscene where there's like vocal words being spoken with no sound. It was very odd. It's very strange to listen to, or I guess not it listen was. to in that case. But like, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I ended up, I, I tried as hard as I could, Chris, to do super jumps. Like I got about 19 was my, was my best one. I couldn't do it either. It's just, me, I don't know I how people seven. do a hundred. Whenever I watch speedrunners do it, even on the old SNES game, I'm like, how? How? I can't do even half of that. I can't even do a quarter of that more often than not. Yeah, I couldn't get it at all. But like everything, like everything was what I wanted it to be. All the places looked fantastic. Having to see like the Axum Rangers fight in full on, you know, 3D boss battle, like full on cutscene level was awesome. So like thoroughly enjoyed that. And, I, and I'm glad that I got to that before the end of the year because it gave me a little bit more to kind of work with. Because going through my list of what's going to be potentially up for any awards that we do or Game of the Year conversation was getting pretty easy, and then a couple of games at the last minute slid in to really make it interesting. But that's not all. I'm still keeping it going, Kalen, because now I'm playing Star Ocean, the second story R as well, because I need to play more JRPGs in lieu of Cyberpunk, which I am now, I want to say like 30, 40 hours in. And I'm I'm thoroughly loving that. I honestly have never attached to Star Ocean all that well. And it was really interesting to me to actually have a game that, like, for the first time in a while clicked. I think it's also the art style. Like, having the the Octopath Traveler sort of 2.5D oh, style yeah. really helps it a lot. This it really does cool make it style. seem very unique. And the battle system, I think, is, is about where I want it to. I think I've always liked Star Ocean better when it's side-scrolling, too. Like, in the same way of, like... I remember Tales of Fantasia for the Super Nintendo, and I enjoyed that a lot better than I enjoy like the the older Tales games, where it's a full 360 3D plane. 
So it does seem to work a little bit better in that way. The English dialogue, which is what I decided to go to, is fine. There's a specific point where um, I'm sure, Chris, because I'm sure you've played through the original. No, I haven't played through Star Ocean Oh, you've actually, this is one of the ones you've missed, eh? There's, um, yeah. there's one character who his gimmick is that he has two dragons fused to his body. And nice. there's a point where uh, he gets forced to sing a song about him and his dragon friends. And even the dragons in really bad English voice acting go like along with the, uh, with the, with the song. I'm like, okay, I had to pause for a second. I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to die laughing if, if I don't compose myself, but the game itself, battle system's pretty solid. Music's pretty solid. The visuals are solid stories. Actually, maybe my favorite in all of star ocean, which is not a high bar to clear because star ocean games tend to get really nonsensical very quickly but it, that's just JRPGs in general. They have a hard time keeping a lot of things stuck together. But for now, I'm enjoying it. Probably should finish it before the year's up, and then I'm not sure what I'm going to play next. But uh, that's not the end of the story. Because I, I do need to tell Kaylin I am engaging in some cyberpunk material. It's just not the game. It's the anime, which I am now starting to watch. <laughs> no, I've heard I'm that not, I'm not, no. I'm not going to give you the satisfaction of giving a reaction to this. No, no. Too bad, because the cyberpunk is, anime after four episodes is fucking amazing. You know yeah, what else is amazing? Really the cyberpunk game. I'll figure it out <laughs> at some point. Adam, uh, what console are you playing Star Ocean on? Are you playing on PC, PS5? Switch. Ah. Uh... Makes sense. Honestly, this game looks amazing. And then you started talking about what the story is like. And I lost it when you said fuse to dragons and make them sing. And I'm like, no, never mind. I'm out. I mean, you should have figured it out right away when you knew it was a JRPG. Like, we know this is I was like, you. I was like, yeah, this is not for me at all. And then I'm like, oh, the art style looks pretty cool. This looks fun. And then I'm like, nope, I'm so out. It's funny. Also, I, I don't know. It would dragons. take you forever to finish this game. <laughs> because yeah, yeah, i know the I level the cap in this game i believe is like 250 and i'm only at 85 Jesus. so Jeez. i've got some work to do <laughs> yeah you mentioned the two dragons and my first thought was i need to drop everything i'm doing right now and go pick up this game <laughs> but no this is the second game right i have to play the first yeah one. It's, it's a it's a remake of the of the second story yeah okay i gotta play first story or i guess now. is it second evolution because I know First Departure is is the PSP version of the first game. I'm pretty sure Second Evolution is the version of that on PSP, which was, I think, mostly a port, but this is an actual, like, full-on remake. Yeah. It does look beautiful. And there's dragons fused to people's bodies who sing, so it's the only two things I actually look for in a game. The My only honest, like, if I'm legitimately going to make a complaint about this game, it does the thing that a lot of JRPGs back in the day used to do, which is have party members that you can either miss or fail to recruit depending on what you do. So you only get a max of eight and there are more than eight characters. And some of them are even locked because you at the beginning of the game, pick one of the two main characters that you're focused on. So you, so I guess it's also for replayability. You can play it from the other character side. So you see more stuff from their end rather than the other. If you go through a second time, I sure as shit won't. I don't have that much time anymore. Um, but like there are certain characters, party members that are tied to picking that route. So if you like that character, tough shit. And there are other characters that, if I hadn't known existed, because I because as soon as I realized that Star Ocean till the end of time did the same a similar thing where you could lock some characters out, I immediately went, okay, who is available in this game? And I started looking through like there's some that had I just said yes to everybody across the board as soon as I got them, I wouldn't even get the chance to recruit a couple. 
and their designs were way cooler than other ones that I had. So I'm like, that's bullshit. Like I shouldn't, it should be a case of like, I would get it if they go, you can recruit as many people do you want, but in the same way of like, in most games, you can only have so many in your party. They could just say, hey, like you leave the rest of them at your home base or they stay at the inn in the town that you're in or whatever. Instead, it's, there's a chance you could literally have a max of eight and then a character comes along that you haven't seen yet. And they're like, oh, that seems like someone that could join us. And then your main character just says, I feel like we're just not going to see these people ever again suddenly. And that's the, that's the cue to you being like, that character's gone forever. Hope you like them. Too bad. Wow. Brutal. Yeah. Kalen, what have you been playing? I mean, Adam called me out and said it would take me forever to play this game because it takes me forever to play games. Still making my way through Spider-Man. Through Spider-Man? That was a weekend. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can. Um, yeah, so I'm probably 80 or 90% of the way through the main story. Um, yeah, so I'm liking it. I was giving my gripes to, to Adam earlier before uh, we started recording. Like, I'm liking the game, but I have two major, three gripes with the game. One... I don't like I don't like symbiote Spider-Man like gameplay wise. He's cool. He's fine, but he's a jerk. And I get the whole story. He's supposed to be a jerk, but he's not fun to have as a main character. Like he's a dick and it's like, oh, I'm not enjoying like the quippy. Like he's not as entertaining to spend a whole time playing with as he is as regular Spider-Man. I get it from a narrative perspective, but it's just from an experience. It's not as fun. Second. I find that they just they spam like the the enemy fodder way too much. It's just like you get into a room and there's like 15 guys and it's just kind of repetitive in that sense. And I'm not not loving it. It kind of feels like a button masher. It doesn't feels like it doesn't feels like a, like a DMC game. It just feels like a button masher. But my biggest gripe with the game, and this is not a spoiler at all, is that um, I like all the bosses have multi phase health bars. And at first I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like I thought I beat him and it turns out I didn't. But now it's getting to the point that every single boss has at least one multi like phase health bar. And I hate that. I've always hated that in games and I hate it even more in this game because it happens so frequently. Every single boss gets a, a multi phase thing and it's just it's annoying. I don't know if that was a great. I haven't listened to the podcast that you guys did because I didn't want to spoil it. But like it was something that did not resonate with me and I don't love it. Otherwise, I'm loving the game. I love swinging a spider man. The game is absolutely gorgeous. I'm playing it on that like mixed kind of indecisive on the fence mode where it's like kind of ray tracing, kind of like FPS kind of resolution. And it's amazing. It is probably one of, if not the best looking game on the on the PlayStation 5. So absolutely. That's what I'm at there. The other game that I've been dabbling my toes in that's got its hooks back into me, Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, I've been playing that. Yeah, I've been playing that quite a lot. Uh, it's been nice. I've been getting up early for some reason, and I just come downstairs and I play that in the morning while I wait for everyone to wake up and start my day. And man, what a way to start your day on a weekday, just like playing a little bit of like Zelda and just going around adventuring. I was working on finding all the great fairies. and I've done that. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, that game. The hooks got into me. I don't give a crap about the story at all. Like, I don't care but I'm having so much fun just going on these little side quest missions and just exploring Hyrule. So, yeah, I still haven't done the first thing where you're supposed to go find like those four anomalies or whatever. I've done oh, like three yes. of them. I've done like three of them, but I've got like two stamina wheels and like a dozen hearts. And so, um, <laughs> yeah, like, is there more like you're going to spoil the game a little bit? Like, 
is there another main mission after that or is it like breath of the wild where it's just do those four anomalies and then you're off to go fight ganon uh there is a few more after that okay. there is a few more after that yeah and okay. there's something like i want to say 30 something hearts you can get in total mm -hmm. in the end so you still have a lot more you can do if oh you yeah want. yeah <laughs> but yeah that game's like hitting me in all the right spots and i'm totally totally going with it now so yeah have you been doing the um, mission where it's like there's an image on the ground, like a crop circle looking kind of thing? Yeah, I've I, been not like going out of my way doing it, but I've been doing it as I come across them. That was my favorite thing for some reason, like finding yeah. one of those and then revealing a little more of what happened a long time ago in the past or whatever it was. I was so into that and I have no idea why. Yeah, I I'm think not. it's just the puzzle part. Yeah, like I like that part. I just don't give a shit about like the story aspect of like what's mm -hmm. going on. Like Zelda's talking to a goat man, like whatever. I don't give a shit. <laughs> How dare you talk of the king of Hyrule such ways? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we've been talking about some great games, but that's only some of the great games that have come out in this year. Uh, with that being said, let's segue into the Game Awards. Those happened last week. Adam, you've been an absolute champ host um, streaming that four hour uh, thing. So we have the review. So Chris and I don't need to watch it because four hours i mean to you watch. can watch the vod if you want but i mean <laughs> so i, fe I Adam, feel like as as much as much yeah. as i enjoyed being there with everybody i also am Thank very you, happy way, that i don't us. have to do it again Not so hey, next dude, year, next year. <laughs> you did such a good oh, job no, we'll, we're gonna make you do it oh, next year. we should do it again next year it just won't be fucking me doing it alone because that <laughs> sucked <laughs> i don't know how i had a voice the next day because uh I try, I, especially because you, obviously with a lot of trailers, there's going to be a lot of copyright music. I had to talk a lot to cover shit, so I so we couldn't potentially get friggin' copyright striked. I got wow. nothing to say, but I don't want to get copyright strict. I mean, at some point, you do just say, "Please don't copyright. Please don't copyright." It's good content. Who cares? That is good content. So, Adam, do you want to start by going through the results of our? like little contests we had last week, our predictions. Yeah. So, uh, I'll just go straight to the end here. So our scores and I'll work from left. Oh my God. I can't point from left to right here. Uh, Kalen, you finish. And by the way, just, just, just to start up, I started off like shit. Mm -hmm. Did that continue? Well, Kalen, you finished with 26 points. Okay. So you did, you did pretty well. Chris, mm -hmm. you finished with... Actually, no, I'll go with me. I finished with 27. And Chris, drum roll. 23. Yeah, I got... You uh, You started off fucking strong. Like, Kalen, you and Chris started real fucking strong, and I was getting worried, because you y'all pulled out a couple ones that I was like, shit, I really should have gone with that. Like, Baldur's Gate, for example, getting best performance. I'm like, oh, why didn't I just fucking pick Baldur's Gate? I had to go with my heart and just go with Yuri Lowenthal and Spider-Man. <laughs> and then also, Chris, you got Cocoon for um, debut indie. That was a big one, too. I was like, ooh, that's going to burn me. What a shot yeah. in the dark. Yeah. And no, then I, I just, just it. <laughs> as the stream went on, I just slowly and but surely just started nibbling away. And eventually I finally caught over and just didn't. And it's like the last few awards I started realizing, I'm like, I think I'm safe now because we pretty much by the end of it, it was all the awards that we were mostly in agreement on. I'm like, I think I'm good now because I don't know how it changes. 
But uh, oh, obviously, yeah. we'll go yeah. through like what was actually there because I mean, for those that didn't get a chance to catch it, or you know, I've already kind of forgotten after. Uh, well, I mean, I don't blame people that have forgotten certain awards because I think what most people remember was like the seventy-five Fortnite ads that were th- littered throughout the entire show. Because that was a thing. I'll talk about that in a minute when I go to vent on everything I thought about it. But Fortnite, obviously, you game might have of the year was. Yeah. Baldur's Gate, no surprise, was game of the year. I don't think any of us are really that shocked. Because, no. I mean, we all, we all no. voted for it, so. I mean, I'm a, I'm a little sad that, like, like this, this, the big spoiler out of all this, Spider-Man got seven nominations and got nothing. I felt so bad for Insomniac being like, you guys got all the recognition without any of the accolades. <laughs> Poor bastards. I mean, like, it's a good game, and I'm in it right now. And it's a good game, like a really good game. But, but it I felt is a very the same way about how, like, Horizon, the one year that, like, God of War was also at the same year. And it's like, Horizon, you're not even the best Sony game this year. What's I feel bad <laughs> for you. But yeah, that was the big one. I'm really happy going on to Game Direction that R- Remedy actually cleaned up quite a bit at the, at the Game Awards. I was really happy about that. I'm never going to play that game, most likely. But, like, those guys have been chipping away in, in the same way that, like you know, CD Projekt Red or Arcane Leon, like, have just been slowly, like, getting in the good graces of people over the years and have been kind of, like, I wouldn't say underappreciated, but under-accoladed. You know, they just haven't gotten, mm. like, the the award recognition for Under-recognized, it. yeah. But, like, yeah, but, like, people definitely know that, like, when Remedy's name is on something, it's usually going to be good quality. And mm-hmm. this is the first oh, yeah. year that they really, they really got it. And you could see, that, I believe it was the Game Direction Award that when Sam Lake, who is one of the, who plays one of the characters in the game, too, like, you could tell, like, they were, like, they were crushed, like, in a good way. Like, they were so fucking happy to finally have, like, their big day. Because they, they got it a couple of times. And also, they got to fucking dance on stage with old God, with Poets of the Fall being old gods of Asgard for Herald of Darkness, which was easily the highlight. And, like, was such a cool moment. Because we all thought, okay, the guys, will, the guys will be there on stage and, like, play the song. There's no way they're going to recreate the music video. And they fucking did. They had most of the actors back. They had the guy who's, like, playing Alan Wake in the music video. And he's doing the full-on dance. They had Mr. Door. They had, I can't remember, um, the guy that Sam Lake plays. And they had, like, the voice actor for Alan Wake singing the parts, doing all that. And then at the end, they all st- they all did the same dance at the end. I'm like... That was beyond what I expected to. And you could tell, like, just the look of elation of all of them. that They're like, I can't believe we're fucking doing this. I can't believe we're getting to do this on a fucking stage. And, like, millions of people are watching this. It's fucking crazy. So I, I felt, like, so happy for them. They actually got the chance to really show their shit. Because they honestly deserve it. Like, they did a fantastic job. Uh, so I'm just waiting for the Game Awards to decide to load up again. Uh, Yeah, they did narrative as well, which... I was kind of surprised by it. I figured that Baldur's Gate, that would have been one of theirs to take, but I mean, it's one of those, it was one of those award nights where you keep assuming that it's just going to be like the same two games and then just they flip and you're like, okay, whatever. Art Direction, still Alan Wake, so we were getting in that case. No one was shocked that Final Fantasy won score of music. It's literally like the only good thing they did this year with that game because it wasn't You said it, not else. me. I was going to say it, but you said it, not me. <laughs> Well, look, I'm the one that never finished it, so... <laughs> Man, what a bizarre year it is. Kaelin's playing a GRPG and Adam didn't finish it. Well, anybody who know who's listened to me over the many, many years I've podcasted understands that, yeah, that's not surprising that he played a Final Fantasy game and fucking hated it now. Because he, <laughs> he's, been, he's been touting that horn for about 20 years. <laughs> 
Oh, let's see. Audio design, Hi-Fi Rush. You know, I actually was, I should have gone with that because that literally the game was designed around its audio. But instead I kept thinking music, 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 not, you know, not audio design, but that made sense. I'm glad they got something. Like I said earlier, Neil Newman getting best performance. Should have just gone with the Baldur's Gate vote, but again, I couldn't help myself. I just had to assume Yuri Lowenthal was going to win. I mean, the, I don't know if you guys caught like bits and pieces of the show, but like the best part was that all night, whenever they were doing awards, like with the full like Oscar experience of like they show people in the crowd as they're looking for the award, Idris Elba was the only person to not show up. So while the entire show, you see like the camera shots of everybody that's part of the team, it was just a still stock image of Idris Elba in the window. And that was it. Like, it was just really fucking funny to see like, man, like everybody was there except like the, probably the biggest name in terms of any of the celebrities that they showed off. Mm -hmm. Uh, accessibility. That's not a thing. Impact. We didn't really cover best ongoing easily the most controversial to people because there's an argument that cyberpunk isn't technically ongoing to which i say i don't i don't care <laughs> like but, but at, I'm at this point this. i'm jumping in on this because like i heard these people saying too like oh it's like they're just fixing their game it's not an ongoing no shut up they've gone beyond what they need to do like they have redesigned this game like the cyberpunk you're playing today the 2.1 2.12 whatever patch we're on has completely transformed the game like the the skill trees are different the mechanics are different like it is a brand new game from what we got in 2020 to say that it's just them patching and fixing a broken game no it's not the case like it is a they've basically overhauled and redid this this is almost borderline now i'm not gonna say it's that that's a, that's a bit stretch but like They've gone and reimagined this game in a way. Like, well, I mean, it, even they, look at the description. It just even says awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. That fits Cyberpunk to a T, and that's mm -hmm. not even counting the expansion. Like, even if we just take the expansion away, the amount of change that that game has gone through in the last twelve months is pretty substantial. Mm -hmm. But like, so, yeah. I personally don't even care whether or not it's actually should be considered. I'm just happy Fortnite and Genshin Impact didn't win because those yeah. fuckers shouldn't deserve anything anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's my actual victory right there. Because, <laughs> I mean, I should loop Apex Legends into that too because meh, but like they don't usually win anyway. It's usually Fortnite or Genshin, so uh, fuck them. <laughs> uh, community support, no one cares. Independent game. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it was debut indie, not independent game. Sea of Stars won for independent and Cocoon won for debut indie. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, I'm glad again that Sabotage got their, got their flair. And then Cocoon, if I pull up Davey, yeah, there it is there. So both of them, a lot of Pizza Tower fans were not happy, to which I understand. I get it. Also, Debut Indie is a little strange because, yes, Geometric, I believe, is not is a brand new studio, but it's also part of Annapurna, which is not. So there is an argument there, but also... It's an award, guys. It's it's fine. Who cares? Yeah. But regardless, like, I mean, look, at least Pizza Tower got nominated. That game came out so early in the year that there was a possibility it just got forgotten, right? So, like, it's so easy for that to happen, too. It's why I'm amazed Hi-Fi Rush won a award at all, because I was sitting there being like, this game might not even get nominations by the time this year's up, because that thing came out in, like, what, early February? Yeah, I think that's also kind of what happened to Star Wars, too. I think Star Wars suffered from just kind of getting forgotten by the end of the year. 
But Jedi Survivor, now that's just because it wasn't yeah. a good game. <laughs> this guy over here, this guy, <laughs> triggering. <laughs> I try my best. Mobile game, no one cares. VRAR, no one cares. Although Resident Evil winning is not surprising. Best action game, I'm a little surprised that Hi-Fi Rush didn't win and Armor Core did, even though I'm pretty sure I gave a vote to it because of From Software needing to win an award by, by law, apparently, if you're Jeff Keighley. Was I at one point like I thought I had a vote for this and then I like backed out of it or something like that? Yeah, I think you backed out. I can't remember what you went with as your second get because I I think we all put a vote in for Hi Fi Rush anyway, and it was just a matter of what like the other yeah. vote mm. was going to. But like this is still a category that I'm like, how did some of these games make it? Like I'm not saying anything bad about them, but like they don't strike me as games that anybody's been talking about. Like I love Ghost Runner; it's a great idea, but no one was talking about Ghost Runner two, Dead Island two. I no. wasn't even aware was like getting positive reviews. And Remnant no, 2, Dead like, Island 2 I just got hadn't really heard good anything reviews. about it all. Dead Island 2 definitely got good reviews. I remember that. Yeah, like, it's, it's just one of those things where, in the same way of, like, the best anticipated game, or most anticipated game, where I looked at some of them and be like, I don't think people have been talking about it that much, but hey, that's it is what it is. Uh, what else? Action Adventure Tears of the Kingdom. What a surprise. Easy. Easy. That was Easy. probably the... Actually, we thought a... Baldur's Gate was the, was the easiest layup. No, this was the easiest layup of all of them. Easy. Oh, yeah. Also, because we knew that Baldur's Gate was going to be cleaning up for the most part, so Tears of the Kingdom had to at least win something so that the Nintendo fanboys would chill the fuck out. Uh, best Four RPG, Star Baldur's Gate. What a surprise. Game of the Year won also the best category it was from. Shocking, I know. Street Fighter Six won Best Fighting. I feel so bad for Capcom because they got put, they got looped into the awards that no one gets to do a speech for. And I'm like, man... If anyone deserves some props, it's Capcom for making Street Fighter VI a fucking near Game of the Year nominee, and they don't even get to say anything about it. My God, poor bastards for that. There's a, there's a lot of people, too. Like They put a lot of awards in the, we're not letting you get a speech, so we're just going to rifle through these. And I'm like, man, that's got to suck. Like Same with Sea of Stars. Like They win Best Indie. They don't even get to make a speech. Like That's, that's rough. Yeah. I want to jump. I want to jump in on that. Like, I feel like indie is one of those ones. Like, I feel like the debut, um, like game and indie, like those are ones that should get a moment in the sun. Like, because that's gonna make you get people want to like, go develop games because that's their moment. Well, not only that, but like you know, Capcom. Capcom can do a E three style like press release. They have the money. They have the clout. They can be like, hey we're doing a press conference and people will watch it. Right. In the same way that Bethesda can do it. Uh, CD project red can, but like a small indie developer can't be like, Hey, we're doing a, like, a, like we're going to have our own press conference. No one's going to pay attention. So like, this is one of the few moments where they have the attention of the industry on them and they don't get it. Right. Like the only way yeah. that they get that exposure now is when they are a footnote in like a Sony state of play or like, you know, a Nintendo direct and they're just not even typically the highlight. They're a footnote. There's a passing by like there were like those were two categories. Yeah. Yeah. They're usually they're they're labeled as filler, right? By me. Like I I label them as filler. Like this is a moment where they can have the attention and they can kind of, you know, like advertise themselves. They can promote themselves. And I feel like those were two two categories that probably should get a little bit of time for them to kind of be like, hey, let us introduce ourselves to you. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll and, and I'll definitely talk about that when we get into uh after we go through all the awards too, because I've got a lot to say on that front. Uh mm -hmm. Best Family was Super Mario. Again, not surprising. Sorry, Chris, no Sonic Superstars awards for you. Sonic got Suck robbed. It, Sonic. No. 
Sonic. Once again, Sonic gets curb stomped by Mario. <laughs> I mean, what a shock, right? Cats chase cats, ch- dogs chase cats, and Mario beats Sonic. Suck it, Chris. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, cats can be some strategy. Makes sense. Uh, Sports racing, Forza Forza Motorsport. I I'm almost disappointed that they didn't just really go for the troll and give it to EA Sports FC just just because because it would have been real fucking funny. But no, it didn't <laughs> go to the only like well lauded sports racing game out there. Baldur's Gate for multiplayer, which again just enhances what I've said. Where if I'm ever going to play it, I'm gonna probably end up playing it with somebody else. I don't care what Kalen says. You're not selling me any differently because I already know how I am solo. Uh, best adaptation, The Last of Us. Actually, never mind. I lied. That was the easiest layup of the entire show. <laughs> I forgot. Nah, Twisted Metal. <laughs> and, I, and that's even saying something with the Mario Brothers movie. But let's be honest. Like, there's just no. There was no way Last of Us wasn't winning that. I, it could have yeah. gone either. It could have gone either way with Mario or with Last of Us. Because, like, if you think about it, like the Mario movie is pretty impressive for what they did. They took a character that has very little personality in a story that has very little narrative, and they made like a decent movie out of it. But my argument would then like, just be, but the critic darling, it's basically oh, a no-brainer. I am not defending. I'm not saying that Mario was robbed. I'm saying that. Like, also, the Mario was... movie isn't like really like if there were a couple more decent adaptations, like I wouldn't even have it in my top three, but it's only number two because it's like the other three are just like, not to say they're bad, but it's more just like, meh. Like the Mario movie, I like, enjoyed it, but it wasn't like I wouldn't sit there and be like, oh, this is the best thing all year. But the argument I have is that look what they did with Mario versus like based on the amount that they had to use, like they had to work with and what they made versus like, let's be honest, The Last of Us in itself, a game is pretty much a movie. Like there is very little work you have sure. to do to translate that to a, a show. But look, just because Mar- the Mario movie didn't like trip over the underground bar that the original Super Mario movie said does not make it <laughs> does not make it a massive achievement. What I'm hearing except is for, that except Adam for, likes uh, the Sonic movie more. <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, once again, really Chris, Chris, once again, I might again, actually like the original Sonic movie more than the Mario movie. But I'm just saying, once again, Mario here stomping on Sonic, like well, Sonic's no, the second well, Sonic movie against the Mario movie. Mm, now we can have a conversation, but oh, no, yeah, so you don't like the last one, and then Final Fantasy VII Rebirth winning the most anticipated game when. I'm going to be honest, I know you guys like your Star Wars, but it's Ubisoft. There was no competition, really, like, if you really think about it. Tekken and Like a Dragon should not have been casted. And we just know now that unless in some crazy aspect it gets released early, GTA is taking this award next year, and it's not even going to be close. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So yeah. so that's just in a nutshell covering that part. But like, it's this and Best Action Game were the two awards that I looked at the list and being like, was that really the best one she could find? You want to double check that before you do anything? I'm surprised by this one too. Like we talked about it before. Hades 2, I think that's a very v- small vocal minority. Like Dragon. But I think that that just... one had a chance like had a chance because it was so well received by the community that would be voting on it. That was that was my logic. That's I think I actually gave Maybe. my runner up to that because I thought if there was anything other than Final Fantasy that was going to win, that would have been my bet because I know Jeff really f- and his like his group really fucking loves Hades. So I was kind yeah. of, I was playing the I know Jeff Keighley better than anyone else card. Well, I'm just saying like there's bigger games that I think if you ask more people are they excited for like we got Wolverine, we have um, Metal Gear Solid Delta. Like there's bigger games that are coming out than 
Well, that was Heck a surprise because that's why even as a Yakuza fan, I couldn't believe that Like a Dragon was in there because I'm like, man, I love this series and even I wouldn't put that in my top five maybe. So, yeah. And that's yeah. my top five, let alone a, maybe, a critic's top five. Maybe Hades is in there just because it's kind of the, it fits the indie part of most anticipated. Mm. You got to kind of have one because, I mean, the people do talk about it nowhere near as much as Final Fantasy and stuff by having one indie game in there there might be just that indie crowd yeah, and that made sense that's too. their main crowd that's their main type of game only and they might get enough votes if they kind of go with that who yeah. knows who knows yeah i totally see that too but that was it because i mean we could go over the esports awards but uh i don't care in fact no, nah. weirdly enough because on stream they did those awards and i just started guessing them i actually did pretty well for guessing one out of five i'm just like <laughs> okay for the content creator, I'm like, okay, Iron Mouse is, I know it's a VTuber and it's the only person that I know who it is. They'll probably win and they won. And then with the esports coach, I'm like, I know only one of them is the only female on this list. It's probably her. And she won. I'm like, see, I, I, I don't even know what's going on with these awards and I know how they're voting for it. We're good. I, I think we got robbed the fact that we weren't nominated for like YouTube personality. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. But you know, you, you can't, you can't win them all. I mean, we can't be there every year because otherwise like who else is going to win? We're like, we're like the I mean, like, gaming content. I mean, once again, you know, when you're the outsider, when you're speaking the truth to power, like you're going to rile people up. They're not going to want to like include you. So that's that's why we're not there. Because everybody's mom didn't vote. Yeah. And that's our biggest like fan base. That's really that's, point. that's our core audience. Yeah. It's basically you that's listening and all your like all your mom and her friends. That's basically it. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking to you, Steve. <laughs> your name's probably not Steve, but there's someone named Steve who just flipped the fuck out. I mean, who knows? Like, Maybe five years Lord. down the road, somebody randomly shows the show and is like, wait, did he know about me five years ago? What? Uh, before we go on to actually talking about the, the content of the show itself in terms of how it was put together and everything else and a lot of the complaints people had, is there any uh, trailers that you guys want to highlight too if you caught any of oh, the yeah. ones that were shown off? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Let's just do like a top three. I'll, I'll go like across the board. Up. So, Kalen, what was the what was the biggest one to you that you saw that you're really excited for? The one that I am most excited for was exodus that game looks really cool and you know if that's that the one i remember cool. that's was that the one that um matthew Mass McConaughey came out to? yeah yeah and that pissed me off because they didn't even mention that it was being done by by the x mass effect developers like it was a bunch of bioware people but they didn't say yeah. that before revealing the trailer and i'm like guys i know you're going celebrity happy here but like that's a big deal to guys like me who are fucking tired of bioware and we want the old mass effect back like that sh you sell us that like all you do is say, and here's a game that's being produced by some of the old developers of the Mass Effect trilogy. And I would have been like, what, what? See, like I, for me, it was like the top three for me were Exodus, Rise of the Ronin, and the one that it was called the last, um, what the heck is this called? Last Sentinel, I think it was. The last Sentinel. That one looked really cool too. Mm -hmm. Those are the three for me that were the coolest. Chris, what about you? What was the, what was the big ones that you saw? Number one, Jurassic Park Survivor. I need that game in my life. Holy Literally hell, during stream, beautiful. I saw that and I had like three different sets of friends. I'm like, you need to see this now. <laughs> yeah, that was me in a nutshell right there. When I saw that, I was like, oh, somebody's still on the island from the original Jurassic Park. Yes. Yeah, the theme started playing a bit. Oh. And it's like, now perfect. wait, when it's, not, like, it's actually not what you think it is, and it's just going to be a, a like, open world like third person shooter where you just have to collect loot and build yourself a base and oh, survival like like arc 
<laughs> oh no guys don't ruin it it looks really good like, honestly like when you really <laughs> think up, about like, up, what, what, a, what a jurassic park survive game should be should be alien isolation but with a t-rex oh god yeah that oh i mean it didn't look like not there in was the sense many of jump weapon. scaring you but in the sense of you know when you hear the <clears throat> you're like oh i'm in, i'm in trouble yeah oh i'm 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 so in for that game um yeah that's my number one easily even though there's other games i'm picking up day one and stuff in there that i'm so excited for that was something i wasn't expecting uh and it and it was exactly i'm the demographic for that game like that's and me it, right there. The, like i know it's in game or i know it's like well potentially in-game cutscenes or like some sort of like cutscene footage there was a moment where i thought it was live action because i was sitting there being like this is what is this like a fucking movie or something? And then I finally caught a glimpse of something. I'm like, no, this is gameplay or this is like in-game graphics. I'm like, damn, that looked good for a second. Like I actually got fooled for for a minute. Yeah, I'm picking that up so bad, so much. Oh my god. Yeah, that's my number one. What about you, Adam? Uh, easily because and it wouldn't have been if they had just announced the game without saying what the studio is. But as soon as it was Arcane Leon making a Marvel's Blade game in Paris, I'm like, and it's third person. And I don't think Le- I don't think Arcane Leon has actually done a third person game because all their games have always been first person with Deathloop and Dishonored and such. Mm-hmm. And I went, I did not know I needed that, and now I need to see how much I need this because that's exactly my shit. Because again. In the same way of like Insomniac doing Spider-Man or now do with Wolverine, I feel like with these games, I'm a lot more confident now because it seems like they're not just doing, oh, here's another copy and paste of the same formula that somebody else is doing. Whereas they go, hey, we're getting a developer that already has a really good track record with doing something else and giving them something that is not like a big thing. Like, it's not like they're giving them Captain America. They're giving them Blade, which... Is an, is an interesting concept because it's nothing we don't get to see very often. And again, it's the idea of a setting in Paris rather than what you would always expect of being in the States where you go, well, that's also interesting. And again, like yeah. I trust Arcane Leon with a lot of stuff. A lot of people were telling me, well, like, well, the last thing they need was Redfall. Why would you trust them? I'm like, no, that's Arcane Austin. It's not the same thing. It's the same company altogether, but it's not the same studio. So it's... Yep. It's different. It's the Deathloop guys. It's the Dishonored guys. And despite, like, I don't personally like Dishonored that much, but, like, I know that those guys make That's fucking awesome. quality. Absolutely. Now, I know which one, Chris, you and I agree on. I was going to say, it's funny. My top three were Jurassic Park, Blade, and then Final Fantasy VII, obviously. Not true. Because that doesn't count. Because if I put that as my number one, that's cheating because it's already been a thing for a while. Trails of Mana, right? Nope. I honestly oh. am not a big mana person anymore. Uh, Chris, the Fast Sega package of five different remakes. Oh, can we talk about that? We fucking called it. Sega, we want our checks in the mail. We called it. Crazy Taxi is back. Yeah, that's a good one. Crazy Taxi, I forgot about that. Golden Axe, Jet Set Radio, Shinobi, Streets of Rage. And they're all not remasters. They're not repackaging. They are straight up brand new remakes. Yeah. They look That's amazing too. One. Like I was watching every single one. I'm like, I'll play that. I'll play that. I'll play that. I'll play all five like, of them. Back I have so not Sega. as much confidence in Golden Axe because Golden Axe, any anything since the Sega Genesis has been god awful. But you never know. But I mean, there's no way I'm not gonna like Crazy Taxi unless they do some weird monetization bullshit to it. 
And even uh, then, yeah, I'll probably still play a little bit of it because it's still fucking crazy taxi. Like, how do you ruin drive around for a small amount of time and just destroy shit? So unless they uh, make it into okay. some open world like GTA game, then we have a problem. But I don't think they're doing that. I mean, they can make it like a Simpsons hit and run. I mean, hmm. I wouldn't necessarily hate that, but I think I'd still prefer just the arcadiness that Crazy Taxi is because it's kind yeah, of yeah. I hope they just I hope they do it as yeah. like a twenty dollar like do it like a twenty dollar game leaderboards all that kind of stuff. Just yeah, like that's my hope game. too. Is that they is that all of these games are not going to be like majorly priced like titles because it doesn't seem like any of them feel like they should be anyway. Like it sounds mm-hmm. more like they're that twenty to forty dollar range of like just you know more smaller or, like cut down experiences. Or we do a Sega Classic collection and they just make them all into like one bundle game. I mean, look, if they want to package all five of them into eight an $80 package, I'm definitely in for that too, honestly. Oh, and it would make sense even because you that can't... shit because that's honestly pretty crazy... decent value if even three of them hit. Yeah, Crazy Taxi itself, I don't think can carry itself as a game. No. Like other, no, other except as like a budget even 30 bucks. No, I'm saying, yeah. I'm saying like as like a full standalone release CD. Yeah, no, no. If they did like a Sega collection for like the modern age, I could see that. Oh, yeah. Although I hope it's like the, like the music's good. I hope it's like Bill keeps like the the SoCal style. If the first song of. I don't I hear in that is not Offspring, I will be very disappointed. <laughs> I just worry that's gonna be like some mumble rap or hip hop or something like. I mean, they they'll probably do a bit of everything because there always is a little bit of hip hop, a little bit of punk rock, a little bit of metal, like a little bit of everything. Oh, I have no problem with like classic. I'm just talking like the the modern day like mumble rap stuff. What you're not you're not man. a little Yachty fan? I'm an old man. I don't like today's music. It's scary. It's different. <laughs> it's I used to be hip. I used to be hip and with it. And then they changed what it was. And it was scary. I mean, I've got like I've got a few that I was like thumbsing thumbs upping, but like for the most part, the only other big one to me was uh, Lost Records Bloom and Rage, which is essentially a new don't nod uh game, the guys who make life is strange. So I mean they oh, basically yeah. were like, hey, same art style. Here's some really like chill, like garage rock punk music. And here's a bunch of girls, you know, going through their, their daily life. I'm like, yep, that's Life is Strange in a nutshell. I'm in. Thank you. That was like Life is Strange mixed with Stranger Things. So it's Life of Stranger Things or Life is Stranger I, Things. I mean, it's it, you're not not you're not unselling me on that. So, <laughs> oh, no, it sold me more. It sold was, me was more. Was there anything else out there that you guys uh, wanted to shut up before we move on? I want to talk about. One thing, and it's not something I'm agreeing with. I am sick and tired of Hideo Kojima, and I'm sick and tired of the praise that he gets. Like, he... Everyone's talking about this OD trailer, and he... Like, it is the most, like, weirdest thing ever. Makes no sense. And it's just, like, it's that person... It's that kid in school that made, like, the weird, like, art house videos, and nobody got it, but everyone didn't want to be the first one to say, this doesn't make any sense, and it's stupid. And everyone's just like... Oh, it's so brilliant and like avant-garde and like, no, this is garbage and nobody knows what you're talking about, but I'm going to be like, no one wants to be the first one to say it. It's garbage. OD is stupid. Like no idea what this is about. Makes no sense. And everyone's think crazy. Like, Jima knows what it's about at this point. No, no one knows what it is. Like, no offense. He doesn't make like these uh, profound games. Like he overhypes things and like, yeah, like remember Death Stranding was supposed to be like this whole thing of like, reconnecting us and stuff it was a walking sim it was nothing special and he's going out there if you want if you want gaming to be taken seriously like an art form we have to have our weird art house guys who over deliver or over hype and under deliver that's just the rule and then he's out there texting he's like od doesn't stand for oxygen destroyer and i'm like nobody thought that's what it was like get out of here 
No, but it's it's pretty it's pretty apparent that he's like fuck you Konami. I'm gonna make my own Silent Hill. Yeah, well, definitely. Yeah. Like I'm because cool apparently the the door was very much like similar to the same door you open up at the beginning of PT or whatever. Like that's mm-hmm. what people were saying. I'm like uh, whatever. Like I saying, believe whatever that Kojima wants to do at this point. I mean, I think it's stop. cool that he's working with Jordan Peele on it. I think that's a pretty cool name to be bringing aboard. But like. As a guy who has no interest in horror games, it's not making me suddenly want to play it more. It's making me also go, nope, I'm definitely not into for this now. Kojima is not profound. Kojima's pretentious. That's my argument. Stop making it seem like everything he does. No one, I don't think really anybody disagrees with you. I think some of them are just like, fuck you. I still like him, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's I mean, if somebody's sitting there and saying he's not pretentious, then they're lying because everybody knows he is. Oh yeah. We also talk about how they showed the Suicide Squad, and they still have not showed what this game actually is, and it just still looks. I, I looked at that trailer and went, "There is nothing that like I don't know why they're trying to still put trailers out there to make you interested. There's nothing they can do. Like no, no one's buying this over. game. Like the only people that are buying it are are suckers at this point. Like, and I hate the saying old... that out loud to people that want to like it, but let's be honest, you're only buying it because you're a goddamn sucker. It's basically like their best hope is that like. Um, Skull and Bones comes out the same year that this does. So they well, well, no, no, I like, thought the Skull and Bones trailer was here. actually half decent comparatively. It so. was, and it's coming in February, guys. We have a release date. We've is been it though? waiting for so long. Is it's it really coming game. out in February? You know what? You're right. I should be skipping Final Fantasy VII Rebirth three days after my birthday so I can make sure I play Skull and Bones. You're right. Imagine it does come out and it's like a fucking 10 out of 10 game. God, Look, I keep saying on the show, I crow. want to always eat crow because it means I get to play more awesome shit. So you know what? I want Skull and Bones to be a 10 out of 10 because honestly, it'd be the funniest fucking story all year. <laughs> it would. It really Wow, would. guys. What a sleeper. The review, the Skull and Bones no game justice. of the year would be the greatest story in gaming history. <laughs> once, once in a generation, a game <laughs> surprises us. It's and then the developers most, are just going to realize, oh, so we just have to put the game in limbo for 15 years and it'll be good, right? It's the Final Fantasy VII of the modern, of the 21st century. Yeah. Based on the newly released Assassin's Creed Four Black Flag. <laughs> um, the other thing I want to point out, uh, Sean Murray, good for you, man. Learning no lessons from No Man's Sky. Just coming What are you out talking about? Like, He's only doing one planet now. <laughs> Coming It'll out be here, fine. Out, no man's sky is saying it's going to do all this and that, and then he comes out here and be like, "Hey, we're building this massive multiplayer online world that's like all collab." Like he was coming out with promises left, right, and center. And granted, I'm not writing off Sean Murray. Like, cool for him. No, like, but we got it, severe case of deja vu listening to this. Well, I'm just saying, yeah. like, hello games. Like you've redeemed yourself. You 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 fumbled the ball. You took the took it on the chin, and you came back, and you like made it good. But you learn nothing from this whole exercise. Like, no, they're basically doing CD Projekt Red. It's like, guys, Witcher 3 was released in a really bad state. Surely you've learned your lesson for Cyberpunk. <laughs> and now Hello Hello Games is coming out. It's like, hey, we've learned our lessons from No Man's Sky. We're going to make this new game that's still a ridiculously massive world that you're going to be able to play in. And there's totally going to be stuff to do in it this time. And we're just expecting Sean, there to be nothing in it again. Sean no. Murray needs to like hire his PR team, his marketing team. And they need to hire, like, I'll hire you. You know what? I'm going to do this pro bono. This is my application. Sean Murray comes out and says, hey, guys, we're making this game. It's a video game. It'll have fun things to do. Done. 
Like that. That's it. Like you're. That's a safe comment to make, Sean Murray. Don't come out here being like. Hey, Why would guys. they hire somebody? All they need to do is just go to their local hardware store and buy a roll of duct tape, and it solves the problem. <laughs> but uh, Chris, was there anything you want to point this out? This is not me knocking like Hello Games. Like you know, once again, it could be fantastic, but we're 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 already starting the same mistakes before. There was one game that I saw. I can't remember the name though. And it was based on this old Chinese novel from like 1569 or something yeah, it was like based, that. Was it the one that was based off of, um, oh my God, uh, like Odyssey of the West? Yeah, I think that's what it is. And I don't know what it was about that game. I think it was actually just because it's like based on this novel that's like 400 fucking years old. I was like, I have to play this for some reason. I think it might be a little soulsy. Like it looks like it's that style of game. Might yeah, be a I got that sense too. So I won't play it only because of that, but I do wish it was just a typical action game because I loved that concept of it being based on that think, novel. Yeah, there's like a bunch of them. I'm trying to figure out which one it is. Yeah, I, I, for the love of me, I could. I find it, I'll know. It's just I'm scrolling through. Like, no, there's like Kimori no rest of, no rest of the, the Wicked. Me, Nakamura one. Kamori. Uh, Black Myth Wukong. Yeah, I think that's it. No, it definitely is. One hundred percent. Because I, I was watching them be like, ah, this is like Enslaved Odyssey to the West, but hopefully people will remember it this time because Enslaved Odyssey to the West was a really good game that no one remembers. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. I remember <laughs> Xbox three sixty. That's why not a lot of people remember. Oh, uh, I didn't have a three sixty, unfortunately. Yeah, um, that one interested me, but that's just in the concept, not if I'll actually play yeah, it or not because of the game style. They also came out with the. Uh, God of War Ragnarok Valhalla free DLC, which is cool. Good on them for doing a free DLC, but like, I don't feel like playing a roguelite. I mean, the end there no. was some good PR. I think that's really all it really was. Yeah. 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 Good and then Hellblade, Sen- Hellblade uh, Setsuna. Oh, that yeah. was. Senua's, yeah, Senua's Sacrifice or Senua's Saga. I can't remember which, which title Setsuna. was for the second one. Setsuna. Yeah. Uh, the only other one that I noted was uh, Big Walk, which is the new game by the Untitled Goose Game developers. Which just oh, has yeah. the oh, weirdest yeah. fucking look with ever. Because <laughs> yeah, no it looks like, in the game. <laughs> yeah, because it looks like really good like graphics, except the characters all look like MS Paint. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what this is, but if it's Untitled Goose Game developers making a multiplayer game, I have to fucking know what this is gonna be. Is the game just walk around this nice environment and find each other? That seemed like all they were doing. I, I assume there's still, like it's probably something like um. Uh, what was that game? Uh, Human Fall Flat or um, like other games like that where it's just, you make your own fun. Like, just go find something stupid to do. Mm. Yeah. That did look like fun. We should all play that when it comes out. Um, The other one that kind of looks, the other one that, yeah, we should definitely do that. The other one that looks cool for me was the uh, the first Berserker. Oh, yeah, yeah. That looked cool. I remember that one. Very Dark Soulsy. Oh, that's probably why I don't remember that one. Yeah. My 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 last thing is is that Jeff, I, I got to level with you. And this is a guy who, who actually likes Monster Hunter. Don't say the words, and here's our last trailer, and I'll just let the trailer speak for itself. And then you reveal a trailer that doesn't show anything. Because that was Monster <laughs> Hunter Wilds. Because I was like, ooh, what is this? But nothing's really happened yet, but I'm kind of curious. And then it just goes, logo. And I'm like, oh, so we're going to get some gameplay, or like, we're going to see a big-ass monster, right? And nothing. And I'm like, I mean, look, I'm, I'm happy, because like, I like Monster Hunter, but like, even as a Monster Hunter fan, that trailer was kind of lackluster. <laughs> like, my thought was, just end with the Rebirth trailer. Like, that would have done the job. That would have done it perfectly fine. Or, um, 
even just like a new IP, like the Exodus trailer or the last Sentinel or just something Mm. different. But like to just reveal, like obviously a new monster Hunter game is a big deal. And I'm honestly glad that monster hunter is getting that level of recognition for being something that deserves to be a, and here's our last trailer. Just Capcom. Next time you want to do that, make sure the trailer doesn't suck. Cause like, I was really looking forward to the, and one more thing. And even as a guy who likes the series, I was like, that was a real shitty last trailer. (laughs) (laughs) All right. They should have gone with, oh, sorry. I was just going to make it. Go Go for it. I was just going to say they, to fix it, Adam, you have Monster Hunter, the movie, the game. That's (laughs) the trailer. I mean, look, actually, yeah, it can't be, well, it can't be much worse than the movie. So. So let's let's wrap it up. Like, what what are your, some of your final thoughts? What are some of your like overall impressions? Like, kind of like we talked about the games, we talked about the awards. What's just your general overall thoughts? Anything that we maybe haven't talked about? Like, closing thoughts on, on the game awards. What did you guys think? Adam, um, I know you had some opinions and some. Yeah, some I feel thoughts. like I should let Adam go second yeah. and let all his opinions. Go ahead. Just run. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I'm letting like Stu. I feel like I just have like, so I didn't actually watch the Game Awards. I I didn't have a chance to, I wasn't there. Anytime I tried to watch the Wi-Fi in the country I was in just didn't, well, in the resort I was in didn't allow it. Um, so I didn't get to see a lot from the actual awards and everything like that. But I did. we did just go through all the like, you know, the winners and all that kind of stuff. And I was aware of some of them. I'd say the awards didn't shock me for like who won. There was the odd one who did or didn't, but it was a pretty obvious kind of year when it came to you know the awards alan wake taking some of the stuff and all that was nice like there was some nice surprises i wasn't really mad by anything like even the cyberpunk ongoing game and all that like for me everything that won to me makes sense like it kind of fit there's a couple i was like oh i really wish that one won but it's not like the one that one didn't deserve it you know what i mean hmm. um i feel like like when I went to watch the trailers, I was like, all right, I'm going to watch a compilation of all the trailers for the podcast. I think flew back Saturday night really late. So on Sunday, I was like, I don't have much to do. I'm going to watch these trailers. And it was like uh, an hour and four minutes or something of just pure trailers. And I was sitting there and I was like, this is like bigger than freaking June when it's all the releases for all the games, mm-hmm. like the the East 3 style stuff. Uh, but I did find that a lot of the trailers of the games that were announced, I was expecting like... 10% of them like everything else that came out felt like an actual announcement and surprised me like Exodus that uh, was the Ronin. big thing I was looking forward to is that I had no idea what was going to show up because there was no inclination I didn't spoil myself in anything either and, it, and even from looking back in the, the reddits that I usually peruse for that wasn't really much either to spoil it seems because a lot of people were actually staying pretty tight-lipped about it because a lot of the a lot of the announcements were not triple a like sequels right no, uh, there was so much like a God of War DLC. No one was, I wasn't expecting that at all. Mm-hmm. I knew there'd be another trailer for Final Fantasy VII, which we got. And that trailer was amazing, obviously. It gives just so much. And GTA VI, which ended up getting revealed before because it leaked. So they're like, well, screw it. Here, YouTube, here's GTA VI. So everything else for, to me was basically a surprise. But I was also very happy by it. Like... A lot of it also looked good. There was something kind of for everybody, whether it's the Untitled Goose Game game or like, you know, ex-Bioware people making Exodus. 
um, you know, there's a bit of everything in there. And I actually really liked all the trailers. I actually, every time one came out, I was like, oh, okay, that looks good. Oh, okay, that looks good. Holy fuck, Jurassic Park. Oh, okay, that looks good. And, <laughs> yeah, like a lot uh, of the it, trailers still it, had the same problem of not showing gameplay. So you're not 100% certain what yeah. it is you're playing, but proof of concept was like, okay, I'm curious. Like, that was the, that's the point of a lot of these is at least to go, okay, I'll pay attention to your name next time I see a story about it, basically. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I guess that's why the award show was so long. There's just so many freaking trailers in there, and you got to do all these awards. As professionals ourselves doing this podcast, we know what it's like to have it run over time. That's mm-hmm. why we don't do those reveals. We get reached out to all the time to do them. We what are have you to be like, about like a 30 minute ad read I have to do. I told Rockstar they need to stop calling. We're not interested in revealing the GTA 6 trailer. Yeah, whatever your Grand Thefty Auto, whatever it's called, like we don't have time for that. We got a podcast. To do. We're not yeah, Grand Theft Auto, Raid Shadow Legends. Yeah. <laughs> no, that one can come in. That one we accept. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my thoughts. Do, I'm do waiting on Adam. Time? Do you need more stewing time, or do you, or do you want me to go? I mean, do you have anything else? I mean, it's me. I've always got something to say. <laughs> I feel like go Adam ahead. should go last. I yeah, feel okay. like Adam. So I, I'm like of the mind, like it's not a bad show, but like it needs to be tighter, and it's really hard. Like I don't know if Jeff needs to move away from. Like he needs to cut costs somewhere. Like. I don't know if even like flying everybody out, like obviously he's not flying out, but like renting this huge hall to do it. Like maybe it needs to just be a webcast. Most people are watching it as a webcast. Like, I don't know. I like for me, like to do a four hour show, like that's longer than the Oscars. And that's the Oscars. Like it's very self-indulgent. And like, the argument I don't know. You can make is that the Oscars don't show trailers for movies though, which is the other side of it. That's fine. But like, I mean, there's a bunch of advertisements in there on top of the trailers. And I get that you have to do both. Like, I don't know what the solution is, but like they, he needs to cut down the show, cut back the awards. Like we skipped a bunch of awards because we don't give a crap. And most people don't. So like he needs to kind of cut it back that it is digestible hour and a half, two hours, throw some trailers. Maybe he needs to get selective about what trailers he puts in the show. Right? Like, I, I don't know how he does it. Get rid of some of the people coming on to talk about their game. Like, don't bring Matthew McConaughey out. Like, that's time that you don't need. That's an expense you don't need. Like, cut it back, cut it down, like, slim it down. It doesn't need to be huge. Like, this isn't some, this isn't the Oscars. Like, this isn't something held out by, like, the industry itself. This is just Jeff Keighley, who was the first person to trademark the Game Awards. They're not even the Game Awards. They're just a Game Awards. Like, we could literally do a show and call it, like, the annual game, like, like acknowledgements or something like that and like it would be just as official as jeff keely would be i'm just saying like to to be four hours like it's gonna be hard for you to like entice people to come in and watch and spend four hours to watch this when i'm not invested like i could see these trailers afterwards for 20 minutes like do we need to have that amount of pomp and circumstance to have a four-hour show for me that's just where i'm at they could have saved two hours by getting rid of all the Fortnite shit. But this is the problem. Like the Fortnite stuff is what pays the bills because it's an expensive show. But then you now have two levels of trailers. You have vid- like the Fortnite advertisements and then the new game trailers, which are still advertisements. Like we talked about like, hey, these were an hour. You literally, Chris, watched an hour of commercials inside yeah, a I show. Did with commercials like <laughs> i get the appeal and like their trailers they're slightly different but like you can't have both like that just becomes a lot of advertisements inside of it so that's just my opinion 
Well, and and this, and this is where I obviously get to the main question that I that I was wanting to ask, not even just to you guys, but to anybody watching and to just people in general. It's the major reaction that I saw f- from fans that are watching the show were like oh, well, there was too many trailers in here. It's like, what's with the celebrity involvement? It's like, why don't they have awards where it's just like, the biggest thing that I saw too was them talking like, why don't they let anybody speak? Like all the, all the time guys were going up to do their speeches and you would hear the cutoff music like 30 seconds in. And they're like, well, why, like, what the hell? Like this is supposed to be an award show. Why are we spending so much time you know, with celebrity fanfare and all this other stuff to which I go, why the fuck aren't you watching the Dice Awards then? or the GDC awards that they do for IGF, they exist. So my question to a lot of people is, what do you want then? Because you already have the thing you're asking for and no one watches it because no one wants to apparently watch a show that's just game awards and developers giving speeches. So is it the trailers that are too much? Well, if we get rid of the trailers, no one watches. If we cut it down... I mean, sure, that cuts the time down, but then people probably still won't watch because there's not that much trailers and there probably won't be nearly as many amazing games either. And it also means that smaller games, like, say, Big Walk with the Untitled Goose Game developers might not get to be shown because they can only make room for so many things and it just becomes a triple-A fest. And then if we get rid of the celebrity involvement, well, let's be honest, we're still trying to be taken seriously as an art form. Whether or not you want gaming to be an art form, it's the only way that the general public is going to pay attention to what we're doing. And you got to have something in there anyway. I mean, you look at what Keanu Reeves did last year. That clearly worked. So maybe this year it just wasn't the right group of people. Like McConaughey was cool to see him at the start, but then it was like, eh, that could have been done with somebody else. Anthony Mackie, I love the guy to death, but the guy shouldn't speak on stage. He's very bad at it. Um, Timothy Chalamet, didn't need to be there. Hideo Kojima, way too much time spent with a translator when they could have easily just done a video of him talking where it would have been subtitled and it would have been half the time. So there's a lot of small things they could do. But like all of the core complaints that I saw was basically saying, I don't want the award show to be how it is. And I want it to be like this other thing that exists that I don't watch. And I'm like, so, so I guess the, thing is we just don't do this anymore we just straight up cancel the whole show because like apart from like you asked for kale and like sh- like tightening it up just a little bit which i do understand at, like i'm i fucking wanted it to be tightened up because it's four hours it's, of talking was a lot of talking it's a lot to ask someone to say like hey give me four hours to watch this show it's like yeah for me like and once again i'm unique in this but not unique but like i'm the one here with like a kid so it's hard for me to be like hey family i'm shutting myself out for four hours because i need to watch this exactly whereas oh, it's that's much what easier- you did wrong it's hey family we're watching this as a family for four <laughs> hours buckle up <laughs> um, and you also yeah, make the argument though, it's like, almost over because you said oh even the the oscars aren't this long well i don't know if anybody's been paying attention less and less people every year watching the oscars so clearly the time yeah. isn't the issue either it's the awards and with the oscars i can tell you straight up why i don't watch because it's literally just basically a bunch of dick stroking because it's really just the studio the hollywood giving all the studios awards that's all it is it's not actually yeah. talking about the coolest movies of the year because we all know most of the movies that get nominated are movies none of us watched whereas Mm -hmm. i don't understand why people want the game awards to be the oscars i saw this a lot over the last week oh why can't this be more like the oscars so you want games you've never heard of only getting nominated because that's what the oscars are you know what the game awards is the oscars if all of the actual movies that people have heard about are getting nominated because if best if the game of the year award was being nominated the way the Oscars do best picture, you're gonna get 
Baldur's Gate 3 as the only game that you've heard of and then a bunch of indie games you've never heard about. That's going to be the Game Awards if they're the Oscars. So you don't actually want the Oscars of the Game Awards. Let's be honest, you just wanted the Game Awards with more stuff directed to you only because you we did, either didn't care about the eSports stuff, which I don't, but I understand why it has to be there. No, cut You don't that. want the Fortnite stuff, which you said earlier, Kalen, has to be there because it's paying the bills. You gotta pay bills. Mobile, like, Screw we don't want to, none of us want to admit it sometimes, but mobile gaming is the biggest part of the industry right now, so it's inevitably it. going to be there. There's nothing we can do about it. So it's like, we're talking about all the things that we don't want to be there, but they have to be there, because if they're not there, it's just, let's be honest, the DICE Awards or the IGF Awards, that is just a bunch of talking, and no one's going to watch it, because... Go ahead, like, I watch, um, I don't know if anybody knows the channel Second Wind, it's made by all the guys that left The Escapist, including uh, Yahtzee Croshaw, but they even said they're going to stream the Dice Awards, and they know that their numbers are going to be dog shit, because no one cares. Because no one's actually there to see, like, a per like the one of the staff members of Remedy Entertainment talking for 10 minutes about the troubles of making a video game. They don't care. Yeah. If they want to see that, they'll watch a documentary on YouTube. So the Game Awards I I is what it is. It's an award show with trailers, and people are there for the trailers in the same way that a lot of people watch the Super Bowl for the ads. I think I think you make a good point. Like, the Game Awards are... This is going to sound stupid. Follow me with this logic. The Game Awards are is a Game Awards show for gamers. Dice and stuff is a Game Awards show for developers. We don't develop games. We don't know the challenges that go into it. They do. So when they're talking, they're talking to their peers. The Game Awards is directed towards us. And I think, like, there is something to be said. Like, I, I think it is a bit too self-indulgent. I think it, like, focus like, it goes, like, Jeff Keighley did it perfectly in the sense, like, hey, you want to see some new trailers? Great, they're here. You want to see I think he needs to step away from hosting, though. To be completely honest, I don't think he's a good host. I think it's time that he finds somebody to consistently do it. Or even just bring in a guest that's just got a better voice for it because his awkward hmm. delivery really starts to get old after the, you know, third time you've seen it. Like every year when he does his hmm. Muppets thing now, it's really hmm. fucking weird and really awkward and it's not enjoyable. I don't know who enjoys these. But this I is do. Like, I love the Muppets. But this is That's like the for fluff. Me. <laughs> this is the fluff that could be cut, right? Like once again, you're you need to trim it down and like you, you guys are taking my favorite part of the show away all of a sudden. What the? F you didn't even watch it. <laughs> yeah, and that's the part I was sad I missed. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I think for me, it's just it's not like it doesn't need to change. It just needs to scale down. I think it's too big for what it is. And when you get that big, it's hard to stay afloat. And I think this is one of the things that E3 did right, where it just became too big, too expensive and too bloated that it couldn't sustain itself. And I think that's what the game awards has the risk of being where if it's like, Hey, we're doing a tight 90 minute show, a two hour show. We've got some of the key things. We're going to drop esports because that's its own little league, right? We're going to drop the mobile games because let's be honest, nobody who's watching the game, like the people who play mobile games heavily and the people who watch game awards are not a, like the Venn diagram is not there. Like it's two separate. You say things, that, so but you would be shocked, like, just from Genshin Impact and Fortnite alone, how many people are paying attention to that. I, yeah. I don't disagree with that, but those aren't necessarily mobile games. Those are games available on mobile. No, but they are also part of that mobile market, the same, like, gotcha, you know, constantly, like, ongoing market. It is definitely part of it. But, like, you're, 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 it's just going with the idea of, like, you know, if you scale it back, if you have a smaller venue, if you even just do it as an online thing, right? Like, have each presenter do a pre-recorded message if they win, 
Like you can do this a lot cheaper and then you need fewer Fortnite advertisements. You need um, like you don't need to get as many advertisements and as much funding to keep this afloat. It's easier that you can make a tighter, smaller show. That's so then I, I could also make the what... argument that if we scale back, like if they go to a pre-recorded stream or of a smaller mm-hmm. venue and they get rid of certain awards and they reduce the amount of time to it, I honestly don't think it's considered a big deal anymore and it probably loses its its value. Because there's also I mean, the flip side of if you scale back, you're almost admitting that this isn't actually the biggest show of the year, which, let's be honest, actually is now because especially with E3 gone, it is the biggest show of the year now. Yeah. So there's kind of like that problem. and like all the complaints that we have, like, and I agree, like I didn't like the overwhelming celebrity involvement, but I also on the flip side know you got to have that in there in order to get some buzz from the outside media. Cause you need that. I don't like mm-hmm. the fact that there were seven, like if I'm being honest, I think it was like four or five, but I keep being very hyperbolic because I hate fucking Fortnite. But like, I wish that the 79 Fortnite ads weren't in there, but I recognize that, well, it's one of the most popular games out there, whether I like it or not. So it has to have a presence there. I wish they didn't have to have multiple ads in it. I think it would be perfectly fine. Like, look, here's my even bigger, like, I'll open this up for a compromise, Jeff. Instead of having five Fortnite ads, I'm okay with you having a fucking monster energy drink ad or a Doritos ad. Like, I don't care. Like, if it's a commercial break, I'm perfectly fine with you advertising some products as long as the ads are entertaining. Like, if it's just a shitty-ass ad, then that's different, which is what most of those Fortnite ads were because they were not very good ads. Like, even if I was a Fortnite player, like, unless I'm drinking the fucking Kool-Aid, they weren't cool ads either. It wasn't doing anything special. So, like... I have no problem with advertising. I have no problem with celebrity involvement. I have no problem with, you know, I, I wish that every award could get a speech time, but I know if we did that and you, even if you were being very stringent on how much time they have, that show's still going to go on forever because they currently have like something like 30 something awards. You know, I'm happy with like what we have because I think it actually covers almost every base that we need to. The problem is, is, any actual solution might actually take away from the vision it's going for. So I think we, I said this to my girlfriend the other night when we were, when we were talking about it, I said, I think we honestly just need to accept that the game awards are basically becoming the MTV music video awards. And we just have to accept this. Yeah. That's a very good point. I think it's it's become the teen choice awards. And we just have to understand that that means it's being directed to teenagers because of all the Fortnite and Genshin impact and all like, even to me, an anime lover was like, okay guys, all this Hoyo verse and all this weep shit is getting a little bit much for me (laughs) to calm the fuck down. (laughs) But they know, but they know what sells. They know the gotcha game sell. Yeah, that is true. I think it should be like, honestly, my argument as a whole, sorry to to interrupt there, but it's just that, I see a lot of people saying that the game awards should be X and I go, but we have X or if it's X, it will literally like lose any value it has. Like that's, I think you're honestly like stuck with what we've got. And the only thing we can hope for is that they just tweak a tiny thing here and there just to improve it. Like I said, maybe somebody else hosting every year instead of Jeff would make it easier. Maybe instead of having the flurry of like five awards in a row where they, um, where they just quickly go through them nonchalantly and act like they're not a big deal because there's other stuff to go through. Like, have a quick 30-second, like, pre-recorded video so at least somebody can get their say just to be something. And then instead of having Hideo Kojima out for 15 minutes to talk nonsense, we have, like, some time being dedicated to the people that you're apparently you're awarding awards to. Like, I think there's there's some fine-tuning to be done, but, like, 
anybody who's asking for the core concept to be changed, it's not a good idea. I'm being straight with you, even though I don't like the core concept all that much. Like, it's either this or we don't have an award show. Because I'm, cause I'm telling you, I have no interest in February when the DICE Awards happens. I'm not watching it. <laughs> yeah. No. They got to make it six or seven hours. That's what they got to do. Go all in. I don't want the Game Awards. I want the Game Award day. I want just like a well, whole like, day. Because like even the argument of, okay, well, what if they separated the trailers? Well, then we don't watch the award part. So again, that part's completely pointless. So it's like, yeah. we don't have any options. Like if we get rid of the trailers, no one watches the awards. But then if we do, get, rid, get rid of the awards, people are going to complain that, well, no, no one's getting any recognition. Like, are we just going to go with what IGN rates as their game of the year now? Like there needs to be something because like, I, I'm not saying the Dice Awards or the IGF Awards are not a big deal, but like, is anybody caring who what gets that game of the year when it when it comes out? Nobody, barely even anybody cares when the Golden Joysticks come out. Like, it's really what this award show offers as game of the year is what people actually consider to be the game of the year. So it's yeah. like, unless somebody else comes out and does their own thing, in which case, good fucking luck, because I don't know how you how you're going to find the money to do a second version of this. Yeah. I think honestly it's just one of those things that's not perfect, but it's the best option we got. And I think Yeah. I think that's kind of where it's, it's kind it, of so. where I've sat with it. Yeah. I went like, I don't like it, but it's probably the closest we're getting to what we're asking for because as you said, it's a game award show for gamers. And unfortunately, a lot of our community fucking sucks. So we're kind of stuck with them too. Yeah. Anyways, it could I be worse. It could be leave. the Golden Globes. Ooh. <laughs> I think now that we burnt that bridge, I think that's a good place to leave it. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you stuck with us and you're still here, thank you so much. We greatly appreciate it. If you want to subscribe, if you haven't done yet, it really helps us out. If you want to have more of a conversation, we have a wonderful Discord. Uh, you can find it all on the link tree, linktr.e forward slash Pixel Play Podcast. You can find all our social media there. You can find how to connect with us. If you ever want to send questions in, we're happy to talk about those on the air. Uh, anything like that, we greatly appreciate it. Otherwise, we will see you guys next week. Also, don't forget, on Fridays, we also post our side quest video. This week, we're looking at our PlayStation recaps. So check that out on Friday if you haven't already. And with that, see you guys next week. Bye for now.